On this week's episode, we save you a ton of money on Age of X-Man, speculate on the viability of Namor on the big screen, and then share which green character would be getting lit on St. Patty's Day. It's all happening now on Cover B. Welcome back to Cover B. Happy week, everyone. Yes, I am T, here with Chris. Hi. As usual. Yep. You're still stuck with us. It's true. Let's get into the comics. Yep. What'd you read this week that stood out to you? I read a bunch of number ones. So... It was a hefty week. Yeah. It is a big old week. Um, So, the Magnificent Miss Marvel number one dropped. Mm -hmm. Um... Pretty intense, right off the bat. They're just going right on into it. Um, it's looking good. I'm enjoying it. I This is actually the first Miss Marvel title that I will be reading. So that's kind of exciting. It is exciting. I, I just, it was one of those things where it had started after I had already started reading. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I would have been involved, I felt behind. So I've read other stuff with her in it, you know, like Marvel Rising and stuff like that. But this is, this is my first exclusive and I'm pretty pumped about it. And it was pretty good. So it's worth a pickup. Um, Riverdale number one came out. Cool. Uh, it's, I mean, it's Riverdale. I mean, honestly, it's not. Archie drama. Yeah. And it's like broody Archie drama and it's based off the show. And so I'll admit that I actually tend to watch Riverdale after the season hits Netflix and I binge it in like a week and it's miserable and wonderful all at once. So I don't totally know what's happening (laughs) and the comics do tie in a little bit. So if you're like me and you're not caught up on the show, you just kind of have to nod and smile and go along with whatever's happening. Um, the pinnacle of my week thus far is the number one little bird. Yes. Oh, my god you guys yeah that was very good it's amazing very worth picking up i had no expectation going into it i knew nothing about it when i started reading it and it is left field and super like extreme and weird and the art is like quirky and dramatic and i I don't know it's amazing i i i don't even know entirely what to say about it except that it's maybe one of the best number ones i've ever read which says a lot yeah bold statement statement. and Um, i've read a lot yeah it was very good i I read that one too um it was very visceral and it is very graphic so if you're not into that kind of like gore and whatnot very good point you know be careful um but it was very good um had a nice kind of fantasy type thing going about it and you know, there's technology, there's fantasy, pseudo politics. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was uh, it was pretty cool. I guess it was more sci-fi than it was fantasy, but. Um. So what did you read? Um. Read a, I also read a few number ones that stood out to me. Um, it was a hefty week in general, uh, for comics. I read. So I read Little Bird. It was very good. Um, Also from Image is Assassin Nation. I have to say that slow because it trips me up. Um, (laughs) It's a new book. It's got uh, Erica Henderson doing the art. I love her. It 
it was fun. Um, it's a fun concept. Like the whole concept is these. There's this like ranking system of assassins, and this guy's trying to hire all the top twenty assassins to be his bodyguards, essentially, because there's someone trying to kill him. So he's like pitting assassin against assassin, oh, and it's like super cool. chaotic. There's like a super chaotic moment which felt very like Tarantino, um, which was fun. But the I don't know they. The first issue didn't really do a lot to develop the concept mm. to make it worth reading, aside from, like, a bunch of douchebags shooting each other. And yeah. so I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, but I, I think it just still needs a little bit of development on the concept to make it more than what it is right now. You know what I mean? They're leaning too hard on the visceral and not yeah, enough on the Yeah, I'd like to... Like... It would be really cool for them to expand on the top 20 and like how you get to the top 20 and what all these different assassins like style is like they all have like they're all very thematic and stylized so it'd be interesting to see like how they differ but then when it gets down to the like shooty bits they all pretty much pull out the same guns and they all just kind of like start shooting and it's like would have been cool to see like some people doing kung fu or someone's got swords there's like one guy who does something different and that's like it um so it was just interesting yeah that's a little weird um grim knight number one from dc is a uh, batman who laughs Sp- tie-in i guess not really like a spinoff this oh. is a one shot to kind of um develop that character a little bit i don't know i've been kind of wary on i was really excited after the first issue of batman who laughs um but I don't know. I as it's gone on, I'm not really feeling it as much. It kind of just like feels like stuff's happening because it's happening, not really like any like point to it. And then this issue, I was excited to kind of hear about the Grim Knight story. But my biggest problem is is that his development, without spoiling too much, what they developed him into pretty much contradicts why he's there anyway. So yeah. he's like his whole thing is that he went like super militaristic to the point where like his Batman never had like colorful villains in like costumes and shit because he killed everybody, you know? So he like never had a Joker because when he fought the man who would become Joker in Ace Chemicals, he killed him. So it's like, he never went on to become the Joker and like, he never really had a Riddler and like all this stuff. Hmm. And, um, I don't know. It's just bizarre because his whole reason for doing that is because justice and justice and there's going to be justice. <laughs> and then at the same time, he's working with like the most chaotic evil character that DC's ever like, really done. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, this really like chaotic, really evil, like really murder and torture happy guy. And it's like if he's so like, oh, so justice, like, oh, justice boner. Like, why would he be there? with batman joker so it just it's bizarre because they developed him i knew he was gonna have some element of that but they never really went like why is he dark now like he's technically a good guy he's just like really like he's like the punisher so it would be like you know throwing the punisher in with bullseye and not in like a force scenario like they're a hundred percent in with each other it doesn't make sense and it's like it doesn't doesn't really yeah like Punisher and Carnage roll around on a mission together and it's like uh, I don't know you know I, I don't 
So it, I don't know. That one it, feels kind of like a money grab. There was some cool art in it. Um, and the story, honestly, the best part of it was the story of Grim Knight's Jim Gordon. So like the Jim Gordon on his world. Okay. Um, had a pretty cool story arc. Huh. Um, so it's worth picking up if you're keeping up with the whole Batman Who Laughs thing. But I don't know. I wasn't too pumped on where they took his origin. And then um, <clears throat> I read Age of Conan Baylit. And they make a point in like the first page of this book. They're singing a song to so that it rhymes so that you know how to I say, would say her name. it. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Um, That's a clever way of doing well, it. Well, I had been calling it Baylit, so I guess it makes sense. Or well, look Bailey. at it. It looks yeah, kind of like would, I would go French, French or, on yeah. it. Um, so. It was okay. Uh, I'm curious to see where it goes. It was a fun pirate tale. So if you're into Conan stuff, it might be worth picking up. If you're into like pirate stuff, it might be cool picking up. Um, I'm actually personally not really that into Conan. So I actually haven't read any of the new Conan stuff. And there's um, been plenty to read. Oh, good Christ. There's been so much. Um, <laughs> I just read No Road Home number five and they've officially introduced Conan. And it's uh. it's interesting. But uh, I picked this one up because I really like pirate stuff, and it was okay. Um, I wasn't wowed by, like, the art. I wasn't... The story was all set up. It was, like, really quick book. Like, one of those really quick books where it's like, here's the premise, and then by issue two, we're going to have the actual story. Mm. Um, so, I don't know. It was it was good, but it wasn't anything to write home about. If you like pirate stuff, though, probably worth picking up. You know what I mean? Or if you're like me and you're kind of wary about, like, getting into Conan, like, Conan kind of bores you might be worth checking out if you are looking for something kind of Conan-y without, you know, if you're looking for diet Conan, then to it say might you, be worth. To be able to say you read Conan without fully committing. Yeah. And then I wanted to do a quick Age of X-Man wrap-up. So they um, currently are doing this Age of X-Men, Age of X-Man thing. So after the, like, 10-issue run of Uncanny, we're now at this point called Age of X-Man where all the X-Men proper like a lot of the main x-men are in uh this alternate world or whatever and uh they have six mini series that they're doing each one is going to be five issues so there's marvelous x-men uh next gen prisoner x uh the amazing nightcrawler uh, the extremists and apocalypse and the extracts. So I wanted to wait to talk about any of these. I've read all of them, all the number ones. I wanted to wait to talk about any of them until I got all the number ones because I wanted to give kind of a rundown because six five issue minis all at $4 a piece. You're looking at like $120 commitment and some people are weary about going in. That's marginally insane. It's it's nuts. It's Marvel. The mar expectation from Marvel that everyone would read that is crazy. Yeah. It's Marvel being kind of shitty. Now the thing is is that they all kind of focus on the same theme um, and they all have different overall stories. Um, I don't know how much they're going to intertwine though. So far, it seems like the ext uh, the extracts, so Apocalypse and the extracts, and um, the Marvelous X-Men are going to have a lot of, like, some crossover to some degree, um, but I don't think it's going to be too intense. Anyway, brief synopsis of each. Marvelous X-Men is a group consisting of Jean Grey, 
X-23, X-Man, Magneto, Colossus, and Storm. And appears to be the main title, kind of like the main focus. Um, the Extremists is Blob, Psylocke, Jubilee, Iceman, and a few, like two characters that I'm actually honestly not too familiar with. And they're kind of like the enforcer group of this world. They're like the cops. And the next gen is my boy Blob, <laughs> or uh, Glob, and my boy Glob, and all the new X-Men. Um, and, oh, and Nature Girl is on Marvelous X-Men. Sorry for those Nature Girl fans. Um, and uh, Apocalypse in the Extracts is Apocalypse, Dazzler, Kitty Pride, iBoy, and a new character and Ooh. genesis and amazing nightcrawler is nightcrawler and uh prisoner x focuses specifically on bishop so which one of these are worth reading honestly i would say your best two choices if you want to read any of them marvelous x-men like i said appears to be the main focus okay so if you're going to pick up at least one might be a good one to pick up it's probably going to have a lot of the major story elements deciding what happens towards the end of age of x-men my personal, one of the ones I've enjoyed the most is actually Next Gen. Um, I think it's had more compelling storytelling than the other ones, and it's setting up a cooler premise as far as where the story's going to take it. But they're all focusing on kind of the same things. Basically, this world is created where it promotes individuality, like relationships are banned, children are grown in tubes, you're supposed to spend like your entire evening, like everyone has individual homes, no one lives with anybody. You spend your entire evening in, like, isolation, reflecting. And throughout this whole thing, there are various people like Apocalypse and his extracts that are rebelling against this kind of stuff or having relationships in secret. Um, but throughout the whole thing, people keep having these weird flashes of memories that shouldn't exist. And so it's like they're breaking out of this alternate reality. Um, very House of M. Yeah, and they're all very much focused on this theme of like you know the whole totalitarian totalitarian like no relationships kind of thing right and then these like breaches of memories all the titles have those elements so you could really get the story i think depending on which one you read but personally my two picks if you had to pick any were marvelous x-men or next gen so just wanted to put that out there now that all six of them have a number one extracts was good um and could be really fun if you want something that's a little odd um or if you're an omega red fan um because he is going to be the main focus of that one so forcing everyone to live in individual houses sucks because what happens when there's a spider yeah right what do i do what do i do with my life well you would have mutant powers so you just like i would burn my house to the <laughs> ground yeah i probably. would have to live with someone else because my house would be gone Anyway, sorry for the Age of X-Men rant, but I know I've talked to a lot of people that are like, I'm not getting in on this event because I'm not buying six miniseries. Don't have to. Just buy one of the two that I mentioned and you should be good. And then that's only like, what, five times four. So that's like 20 bucks. You heard it here, folks. Cover B is saving you money. Yeah, yeah I just... You're welcome. I just saved you at least $100. Boom. Or at, You're welcome. At most $100. Keep listening. Thanks. <laughs> or go buy merch. Ha! There you go. Plug. Shameless. We need a tip jar. Can you do a virtual tip jar? 
We should just go hold out a tip jar like on the side of the highway. I see you guys doing it all the time. We don't have a cute dog though. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> the cats wouldn't like that very much. No. Mm -mm. And now, your cover bee news with your hosts, Chris and T. News time. Aw, yeah. So some real quick Disney news. Um, the kind of like hot topic right now is that as of March 20th at, weirdly enough, 12.02 a.m. <laughs> For some reason. Apparently the Disney-Fox deal will officially close and Disney will be one step closer to becoming our supreme overlord <laughs> of mind control. You hear um, that, Hugh Jackman? We're about to make this real for those who have been living under a rock on mars with their face in the ground and their fingers in their ears um disney has been trying to buy fox for a while it's a big deal and a lot of people are you know like oh the x-men and fantastic four and that's great and everything but they also get futurama they get simpsons they get the alien franchise um, they're going to actually get a controlling stake in Hulu, and I heard recently that they're trying to buy out WB's section of Hulu, too, so they're going to own Hulu. Um, so it's huge. Big news. Yeah. Um, in other weird character acquisition -y news, so the director of Doctor Strange 2 put out a tweet and has since deleted it mm. that implied that Doctor Strange 2 is going to feature Namor. Oh, okay. Huh. So, for those of you who don't know, Namor had been bought by Universal a long time ago, back in the back in the great Marvel disbursement of 1990-something <laughs> or other. The great purge. Yeah. Um, the, oh God, comics are worth nothing, we're about to go bankrupt purge. Mm -hmm. um, Namor got shipped to Universal by himself, by his lonesome uselessly and yep. universal's like well what the f do we do with namor no one knows well they have since acquired it i didn't get the details on when because i'm sure universal was like what are we gonna do with this here take it back and give us money and but there's still apparently like weird contracty stuff and like licensing stuff that is wishy-washy i'm curious to know if that means that it's like the way that sony technically still owns spider-man stiff but Marvel owns Spider-Man stuff. That whole weirdness, I think yeah. they did that with Namor. So the tweet has since been deleted. So I think he wasn't supposed to do what he done did. Um, but I think that would be really interesting. Yeah. Get us some Nemo. Yeah, we finally found Namor. <laughs> <laughs> um, while we're on the topic of Disney... Um, so the execs at Marvel have confirmed that Disney Plus is going to have a What If series. So that could be cool. Mm. Uh, not a whole lot of details or like what What Ifs they're going to be doing. For those who don't know, What If is a Marvel series of one-shot comics, essentially, that take a look at, you know, what if this situation instead of what we know. So like, what if the Fantastic, one that I know of, just a few spitballing um what if the fantastic four had 
swapped powers. So, like, there's a what if where, like, Sue Storm is the thing and Johnny is stretchy and stuff like that. Um, one recently was what if Flash Thompson became Spider-Man? You know, so it's it's stuff like that. Um, there's one... Like, wasn't there a Howard the Duck what if? There's tons of what ifs. Um, <laughs> one of my favorites is what if uh, Aunt May became a Herald of Galactus? Oh my god, that's um, amazing. There was one a long time ago before Venom Pool was a thing. That was what if uh, Deadpool got Venom. Um, there was one where what if uh, Ben Parker was actually Galactus's uncle. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's and it's just an excuse for you know the creators of these comics to have some fun. A lot of the times they're not taken too seriously, but sometimes they are. Sometimes they're a more serious look at like what if you know um so wait did donny cates only exclusively read what ifs as a kid and now he's like i'm gonna make it real i'm gonna we gonna make it rain what ifs <laughs> i don't know probably but so that's cool i'm excited about that that'll be fun that's cool um so also more marvel television-y movie news um they finally set the director for the shang chi movie Nice. Cool. Um, Destin Daniel Creighton, um, who's done mostly indie stuff. A lot nice. of indie stuff with Brie Larson, actually. Okay. Um, she going to be Shang-Chi? You know, keep pissing people off, right? Yeah. Um, but this is definitely going to be his biggest budget thing. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm personally a little disappointed because... There's a female director who had done some of the episodes of Iron Fist and Jessica Jones, who was mm -hmm. in the running for it, and she didn't get it. So I'm a little sad about that because that would have yeah. been really cool. Yeah. But um, I'm I'm still excited, and I'm excited to see you know, first big screen Asian actor, you know, Asian representation in superhero Marvel. Super person. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be really really cool. Crazy super Asians. <laughs> thanks for the pity giggle uh do you have any more marvel or disney news i do not okay cool then we can move away from that for now. <laughs> um so good news to comic people who were disappointed like i was the jesus-centered comic second coming has been born again thanks to ahoy comics so that uh, is awesome they have found a home with ahoy which is nice um I don't believe there's a release date yet. Um, they just kind of announced that this was coming up, like, literally two days ago. Ahoy Comics, Comics does kind of a handful of different offbeat stuff. They're a smaller publisher. They recently got some recognition from their book called Wrong Earth, I think it was, or Wrong Earths. I don't remember if it's plural or not, uh, which was about, like, a alternate universe kind of swap situation happening with this superhero of their own creation where like one universe was very much like golden age kind of cheesy superhero and then the other universe was your like modern day like really gritty superhero and like the bad guys swapped and then the heroes swapped with them and so this like gritty guy is going into this world with like his gritty attitude, but it's like all tripper. Oh, and... so it's kind of like the the swap and flash between Earth One and Earth Two. Kinda. I mean, Earth Two people are still dickheads, though. This we're is true. we're talking like 
I'm talking like extreme, like full on, like you took like Batman now and put him in like the fifties or oh. like the sixties. You know? Nolan versus West. <laughs> yeah, right. It would be it would be like Adam West suddenly popping up in the Dark Knight. You know, um, so it you know they got some acclaim for that, but they picked up Second Coming and they're really happy about it, and I am really happy about it too. So that one is coming back, has been resurrected. Like its character of focus. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a genius move on literally everyone yeah, yeah. involved because this is definitely going to be a huge seller for them yeah. just simply because of the controversy. So that's a huge way to amp up this small publication. So praise Vishnu for saving the Jesus comic. <laughs> One last thing I wanted to say is that the Doom Annihilation trailer has launched. It sucks. <laughs> really <laughs> so there's a new doom movie coming and it was supposed to be like a reboot of doom for you know modern like make it better i guess because the original doom movie with carl urban and the rock was a fun action romp but hella cheesy super goofy. like really goofy really b level movie quality the graphics weren't great it had like shitty one-liners and stuff the rock becomes the bad guy at the end sorry spoilers and you can tell he just like was having a fun time playing a bad guy because he's just like goofy and strange it was, an entertaining um, movie. It was entertaining but it was it was no high quality jaunt through a hellscape so doom annihilation started production and it was going to have a female lead so it was going to be a doom girl instead of doom guy doom gal doom dame dame guy i don't know um dame, dame doom i'm stuck um you're looping chris hello my baby um so they uh you know been working on it for a while and a lot of doom fans have been kind of up and down about it because it uh you know the last one was what it was um i think doom could make a really cool movie if you made it more like doom 3 um, but when you try to do the, like, adrenaline, nail-bitey, like, blood-pumping action that is really what the Doom games are, like most of them, uh, it's just tough to do. It's tough to make it not cheesy. Anyway, that's what they're doing. Um, but they have, like, no star power, really, to, like, carry it forward. Because it's... I didn't recognize anybody, to be honest. The props look worse than the original Doom movie. Oh, no. And the sets in general are kind of just bland and dumb looking. And honestly, the, the trailer plays out like... It, it plays like how you would imagine a trailer for one of the later Starship Troopers movies oh, to play out. No. And uh, it's it's going to be bad. <laughs> it's going to be rough. That's so, really disappointing. Because sorry, just, Doom like, fans. It just like fuels. So I'm going to I'm going to bring it up because I have to. It bothers me that they're doing it this way because it just gives people more power to be like, Man, probably wouldn't have been as bad if you hadn't cast the girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just potentially. More fuel for the fire. Yeah. Like when a movie, it sucks because if a movie's bad yeah. and they have a female lead, it just gives them more reason to blame the female lead when it may not be the female lead's fault. Like for instance, I wasn't a huge fan of the new Ghostbusters. 
Mm. Not anything against the actresses. Yeah. I thought they did fine. It's that the it's jokes just, weren't funny. The jokes weren't great, <laughs> and the plot wasn't yeah. what I wanted it to be, and it strayed away from the style of humor from the original Ghostbusters yeah, movies. true. So that's why I didn't like it. But because it wasn't a great movie, and it was chicks, lot, lots of fuel for people to be like, it sucked because it was chicks. But it, that's not... That's not. And so them doing, like, another situation where they're gonna make a crap movie yeah. put a chick at the helm of it yeah. like if you're gonna do that you gotta ante up like well i mean while we're on the subject let me just get this off my chest how are we supposed to enjoy a movie where the lead is super wooden and stoic and never smiles and they're like trying really hard to force like oh look at how badass they are and they're like really throwing the whole like strong woman you know, saves the day thing in your face. I mean, come on, Terminator. Get with it. Ha! Oh, oh, you tricked me! That was... That was... Damn it. <laughs> I was... I was... The, damn! That was really good! <laughs> Just saying. I have heard so many, like, yeah, I heard that. Like, her acting is really wooden. And, like... She never smiles. Oh, my God. And I'm like... <laughs> oh, my God. Can we, You're so Can right we talk though. about Terminator, RoboCop, uh, anything with, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme or Steven Seagal? But, no, it's cool because they're dudes. Um, any, <clears throat> anywho. Damn. Um, that, was, that was slick. Yeah, right. I am... Damn. <laughs> you, you stealthy MFer. So, that's it for the news. So, this week... Top of the weekend to you, laddies. <laughs> That's all I got. I don't, I don't That's... know why I was even going to try. Top of the weekend. Yours is so much better than mine would ever I'm getting a little, to be. I'm getting a little Miss Doubtfire. <laughs> well, Miss Doubtfire is kind of that way anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. two steps away from full St. Patty's. But, yeah, so Sunday is St. Patrick's Day. It be but a few days till St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> He so, has yeah. so many accents, you guys. It's super unfair. I, I mean, they're all terrible, but I do them. Uh, <laughs> I live with it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we're just a few days from putting down pint after pint of Guinness and watching every movie with either Patrick Stewart or Patrick Swayze or... Patrick uh, Wilson. Patrick Wilson or Patrick... Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Ooh, or, that's a tricksy uh, one. Yeah, right. Uh, um, I don't, <laughs> I don't know any more Patrick's. Because it's about Patrick's, right? That's yeah. what the holiday's about. I anyway, um, so we decided to talk about uh superheroes that embody the true spirit of Saint Patrick's Day, in that they are green. They will not get pinched on Sunday because they were already prepared. It's true. The superheroes who once got pinched in the first grade and were so traumatized by it that they made sure that they wore some stitch of green, be it on their clothes or skin or flesh or eyes or soul for their entire life. That's what we're talking about today. 
I mean, St. Patrick's Day really at this point has literally nothing to do with Irish heritage and history. And I mean, it, it does for a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> and, but for commercialized purposes, yeah, it, it's how drunk can you get most, while wearing green? Yeah, for most people who actually, like, get hyped about St. Patrick's Day, it's about, like, oh, yeah, I am an excuse to be hungover tomorrow. Like, okay. Um... <laughs> Fair enough. I am going to have a reasonable amount of Guinness because I have work. So I'm going to have a gentleman's amount of Guinness. <laughs> a respectful, respectful amount of Guinness. Yeah, yeah. Not one of the ones they sing songs about. <laughs> you know, no, Johnny Tar, I shan't be. Um, anyway. <laughs> Pulling in some Gaelic storm for you guys. Next up on The Wire. <laughs> Got Gaelic Storm. I wonder if I could do a Casey Kasem. I'm not going to try right now. Um, I'll make him do it later. Because now we have to know, right? Right, everybody? We have to know. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Green people. Who is your favorite green... Jolly green giant? <laughs> she is a jolly green giant. Uh, I love me some She-Hulk. Nice. Shulking it. So, actually, so here's the thing, though. Recently, in the recent run of She-Hulk, she actually became gray. After all of the trauma of her cousin dying, and her almost dying, and the world falling apart, she came back with a lot of emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. And it made her gray. It was such a cool representation of mental health. Yeah, like nice. it was a really cool run. But now she's back to being green, and she's Bone and Thor. She is living her le- best life, and yeah. I I appreciate it. She is it. her best her. Yeah. yeah, and I am I am so for it. Like it's it's adorable. Like there was a scene in one of the recent comics I read where her and Thor were like, "Let's go spar and then do other stuff." And Captain Marvel was like, can you please not talk about this stuff in front of me? Because it's really gross. But it's adorable. Like, I love them as a couple. They make so much sense. She's probably the only one in the entire world that could drink with him. Like, it's it's perfect. It's great. Yeah, I'm so it makes it's her. It's a really solid power couple. It, it's <laughs> and, true. Yeah. They are good. running their business. Yeah. They are the Jay-Z and Beyonce of Marvel right now. Well, I'm going to skip across the pond, and I'm going to say the pond being the valley of plagiarism between marvel and dc i guess um <laughs> and i'm gonna go with uh john jones the oh. martian manhunter that dude i always just feel like doesn't get the credit he deserves he so does not i feel like he just does not get the credit he deserves and like every martian manhunter fan i ever talked to is like He's the best. He deserves so much more recognition. He does. And it's it's so true. He really, really does. Because he's like the most badass character that DC has. They just don't utilize him in a good way. Because Superman. Superman. Yeah, precisely. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm also going to say, give a shout out to Spawn. Because he's, he's not green, but he's often surrounded by green. He's okay. got, like, green flames that are always... Every time you see a That's picture true. of Spawn, he's, there's, like, green somewhere. <laughs> I think <laughs> you know it's because I mean? Todd really likes green. Yeah. Like, he kind of, like, drew this black and red character, and that's the character that got him, like, 
whooshed. Yeah. And so now he's like, well, shit. Yeah, I feel like... So, like, I'll make flames or a portal or a mist or a yeah. swamp. Whatever. I get it. Yeah, Spawn is chased by Green more often than an emo band playing a St. Patrick's Day concert who just hired a new publicist. <laughs> that was a bizarre joke, you might say. You might be right. So It was a slow burn, I had but to, I appreciated it. I was like, I need a joke here. I haven't made like any jokes this entire episode. <laughs> I've been getting pity laughs this entire episode. <laughs> They're not pity laughs. They're, they're real pity. laughs. I'm just. I, I also am. I get it. Fighting some allergy stuff because it's March in Florida yeah. and it's horrible. Anyway. Also, I want to give a shout out to Polaris. Nice. Because she is the daughter of Magneto that gets no love. No love. No acknowledgement. Yep. Everybody's worried about the incest twins. <laughs> Nobody pays attention to Polaris. She gets ignored. The just sitting over on the wayside, being a cool-ass ma- mutant, doing her own thing. Nope, no love. He doesn't even pay attention to her half the time. It's so me. It, it's just rude. So what green-based character do you think would most appropriately party down on various Guinness-based beverages and... Uh, Irish whiskey-based beverages on the weekend of St. Paddy's. Which green superhero would you be like in an Irish pub in your town of choosing just out for a pint with your friends and be like, oh, that doesn't shock me that they're here. Oliver Queen. Oliver Queen? Oliver Queen would be in his green arrow suit challenging people and getting hammered. Like, I, I just see it, and, I, and then I see, like, he has to call Black Canary to take him home, because he's so, like, he can't get home because he's too drunk. Like, mm-hmm. I see her, and her showing up, like, pissed, and, like, kicking his ass, and then, like, carrying him home. Like, I, I can see it in my head. Yeah, yeah. Like, it totally makes sense. And he's got the, like, scruffy blonde thing going on, so he could be Irish. Like, we don't know. Yeah, and he'd, like, do it up. He'd be, like, full. He'd, like, show up in his green arrow thing. Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> and everyone would be like, well, are you supposed to be a leprechaun? And he's like, totally, bro. Yeah. Pass me another bomb, buddy. Buy me shots. Yeah. Buy me shots. He'd be like, I bet. And then he'd, no. And he'd be challenging people to darts. Yeah. Like and a like, total asshole. Yeah, and he'd be, he'd be sharking them. So it'd be yeah. like, all right, round of, like, loser buys a round of shots, you know. Exactly. And then he'd lose and he'd be like, okay, one more double or nothing. And he'd like bullseye every time. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you son of a bitch. It'd be a yeah. total douchebag move, but like, he'd already be drunk so it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, it's gotta be Ollie. I'm gonna go with, and I don't think you've ever read this book, but I'm gonna go with it. Um, I'm gonna go with Baraga from Rat Queens because... Okay. She's an orc, and okay. so I feel like orcs would be fun to party with. That is true. And that is also, true. that's like what 93.6% of that book is about. <laughs> it's like sex, drugs, and drinking, and then it's like, ah, we should quest. <laughs> Isn't that what most RPGs are like? That's how most of mine <laughs> freaking turn out. Yeah. I'm like, here is this elaborate quest I've laid before you, and they're like, I have a question. This town got a brothel? Can we go to the pub? <laughs> yeah. 
I'm like, okay, yeah, you found the blacksmith. He cute? <laughs> He's a hunk. I play into it, too. I freaking, like... <laughs> it's totally unrelated. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like... They'll be like, is there anyone hot in the market? Yes. <laughs> All he has to do is say no. I could just be like, no, they're hideous. You've walked into a leper colony. <laughs> no one has a nose and there's only four arms among them. Go. Because but I don't. I don't. I'm like, they're in the library and I'm like, there's a hot orc behind that desk. Because you know, you know in your heart of hearts, you really want to see how we're going to mess this up. Yeah, it's true. Like, you know that this is going to lead to trouble, and you want to see where that goes. <laughs> it's true. How are we all going to end up in jail this session? <laughs> yeah. Let me dangle this sexy carrot in front of them and see what happens. <laughs> it's true. It'd be true. It'd be like that. It do be like that. Sometimes you think it don't be like that. But and it, then do it do be like that. Yeah. But yeah, I actually, I read the first trade of Rat Queens. I just then had a gajillion other books to read and never got yeah. to move beyond it. But I enjoy Rat Queens. It's good. It's, it's worth good picking book. up. Yeah, if you like fantasy stuff. Rat it's a Queens good book. Good, but. So that is our picks for favorite green people. <laughs> <laughs> you might be thinking to yourself... Hey, I wonder if they didn't think about the third segment until 15 minutes before they started recording. <laughs> and you know what? You can go f*** yourself. Look, guys, there's not a new superhero movie every single week. Yeah. So we don't always have something immediately figured out to it's been, whatever. It's been a rough week. I'm not feeling good. She's not feeling good. We don't have to justify ourselves. We don't. To you. You can go f*** yourself. <laughs> Love you. Oh, this is how I die. Guys, we love you. Anyway, so that's all for this week. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you have a jolly weekend. Oh, God. Oh, he's... If you're looking to follow us anywhere, you can find us on Facebook. And Twitter. And Twitter. At Cover You can tweet at us. You can tweet like the birds of the Emerald Isles themselves. Oh God. He's going to do this all weekend long. Hi, Shashi Blarney. <laughs> By the way, we're both like, we've done those Ancestry.com things, and we're both like excessively Irish, so this isn't offensive. Yeah, it's not offensive. <laughs> it's reality. I'm very Irish, Scottish. I just can't do the accent. <laughs> Um, I do a better Scottish than I do Irish, to be honest. Irish is hard. Irish. Irish. Anyway, thank you for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks for being uh, We us. hope you had a good time. I know it was kind of a bit of a episode. Like I said, we're both not feeling too well this week, and it's been kind of a hellish week. Um, so sorry for that. But um, we hope to hear from you in the future. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Check out our website and check us out on everywhere where you would normally listen to podcasts. Um, especially that crystal ball that you found in your grandma's cellar. Um, it's totally not going to cause any trouble. Yep. 
and be sure to ask at your deepest, darkest desires while the lights are off and you're lit by only candles. And uh, say, candles. yep, say Beelzebub into it 14 times and nothing bad will happen. I Not at all. It'll be totally fine. It'll be great. Also, this weekend, be kind to your livers. Be reasonable. Yep. Be rational people. If you're going to do some crazy partying, go out on Saturday. Or if you're going to go out on Sunday, make sure you don't have anything important to do on Monday. <laughs> and don't drive. And don't drive. We Be have safe. Uber now. Yep. There are no excuses. Or Lyft. Or Lyft. Or, Uber, Lyft, whatever. Or Carl, that weird neighbor that looks at you when you take your laundry up and down. And you know he'd do anything for you, but you just really don't know how trustworthy it is. I mean, you've never seen inside of his apartment, so you don't know if he's got, like, bodies hanging out in there. But he's good for a smile and wave, and there was that one time that he went down to the corner store and got you popcorn when you really needed it. You were having a hard day that day, and it was just, um, you know, you really needed something um, and someone to take care of you, but all your friends were busy. Chris. We lost him, guys. Call me Carl. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye, guys.